0: Welcome to the Indie House Podcast, which we totally do regularly and all the time. Yep. Like thank thank every for, week. Thank you for being our loyal listeners, and we would like to reward you with yet another Indie House Podcast, <laughs> consistently released.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks to our subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> and our platinum Indie House members. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it really thanks supports us pays our rent and stuff. Yeah. Wow, we should
0: just put this on YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, I have PewDiePie as our guest. Yeah, we'll be bigger than PewDiePie. (laughs) And then our comments can be, like, a thousand (laughs) completely full of nonsense and weird (laughs) emoticons. This episode will be
2: entirely in sarcasm. Yeah.
0: Like all other episodes, the format will be sarcasm. Okay, Uh, let's go around the circle like we usually do.
1: Okay, who's first?
0: Kyle, go Kyle.
1: Oh, damn it. Uh, My name is Kyle Pulver, and I am an independent game developer... And, uh, I made a game called Offspring Fling, and I worked on a game called Snapshot, and I made a game engine called Otter. Shit. Next person. That's new.
3: I'm Corey. I make games on the side of a full-time job. My money is now all my own. <laughs> <laughs> Corey paid off her student loans today. That was Yay. Yay. I, I mean, in <laughs> and I'm working on a game about Markov chains.
1: I would have
4: clapped, if I would have spilled a bunch of water everywhere. That's fine. <laughs> um... <coughs> My name's uh, Michael Todd, and uh, I made Electronic Superjoy this year a super platformer.
3: He's not kicked out of the country anymore. Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah, I've you got also um, kicked out of the country. I fixed
4: my work visa issues with money and lawyers and paperwork and stuff that I don't fully understand, but it, it worked. <laughs> Lawyer up, um, hit the gym. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that was your solution to
0: getting back to the country. <laughs> <laughs> you, d-
4: you do look more fit. Well, I thank you. Uh, Jason Cannon, the level designer at Drinkbox, and I got super gym fanatic in Toronto for like three, four months. We were like hitting it every day. It was super oh, game design slash for reason, we're getting hella swell. I
3: was thinking you were talking about a guy named Jim, and I was like, Jim. Hitting Jim pretty hard
2: every day.
4: <laughs> uh, we don't hit Jim McGinley he's so nice. Yeah. You hear that, Jim? i for you.
2: <laughs> he's probably listening to this. Aww. Don't
0: hide behind your baby, you coward. <laughs> 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 Hi, my name is Steve Swank. You skipped
2: me. <laughs> oh, I thought you were just
0: playing Pokemon.
2: God in damn, Steve. <laughs> Which
3: she is. Hello, I'm
2: Aaron. I'm Steve's fiance. (laughs) (laughs) I also make video games. I made a game called Puzzle Bots and a bunch of other adventure games back in the day. Uh, And right now I'm working on a game called Gravity Ghosts. It is a physics game in Unity. And it's very pretty. And I'm working on art for the foreseeable future.
0: (laughs) I, I have to wonder whether anyone who will be listening to this doesn't know everyone here. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, my name is Steve Swink. I'm working on a game called Scale, and I recently did a Kickstarter, and I'm still trying to recover from that. We <laughs> could talk about that. Yeah, if I go to the Kickstarter page, I still get, like, a panic attack. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I have to check it every couple of days because people leave comments yeah. and they want things from me.
2: You should add that panic attack thing to your list. We can <laughs>
0: talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible.
5: Uh, uh, I'm Alex Burley. I worked on uh, Dust, and I'm a... Uh, a game programmer at Elon Media.
0: You worked on Rust <laughs> by Gary Newman. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. No, thank you. Okay. Um, let's talk about Towerfall later. Okay, great. Because we
1: we love we should end with Towerfall because we can talk about Towerfall. Uh, ah, yeah, yes, true. Yeah. Yeah. TowerFall has become the only game that exists to us. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: I mean, how much would you estimate we play per week?
1: Oh, uh, well, I don't know, because we actually we're talking about TowerFall. Let's now. just talk let's about just it. All
0: right. No, we no. We either
1: stop or we do it right now.
0: Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, yeah, uh, we'll come back to TowerFall okay, later. Okay. Yeah, that's the same way preview. that we come back to it every week. <laughs> <laughs> play it for twelve hours. Yeah. All
2: right.
0: Um, well, I can talk about the scale of Kickstarter. Which yeah. Was, uh, a
1: thirty-one day never-ending nightmare. Right. So, which is not to be confused <laughs> with the never-ending nightmares. <laughs> by out. Matt and <laughs> <laughs> which real was also life successful.
2: A real-life horror game.
0: Oh uh, yeah, never-ending nightmares. A real-life horror game based on the
2: mental struggles of the
0: developer.
2: They had the Pax booth right by us. There was a guy saying that for like three days, four days straight. So, <laughs> they had them. that yeah, whole pitch. Yeah,
0: Alex Alexander Bruce told him. To not told it. him once like, like he's a. Told him ringleader. what's what. He didn't tell that guy, but mm-hmm. I assume Matt told that guy. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. He told Matt. Very honestly, it was good. I read the email. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, so Kickstarter was a nightmare. Um still kinda trying to recover. Kinda. Yeah, it burned up my leg pretty bad. It basically felt like launching the game. Absolutely. Except so? uh, yeah, except cool. nobody really got to play it except for some YouTubers. But it was it was yeah. basically like it was like a dry run for marketing and it was like launching the game and that it was <laughs> an emotional roller coaster and it was basically Getting to see how cool the general public thinks your thing is.
1: Yeah. And you had to prep a bunch of stuff that just is like a promotion for the game and shove it out to the public.
0: Yeah. And it, then- was, it was
1: market I had to market the yeah. like market the game, yeah. Yeah, I can see how that can feel out like launching the game. But then, like, I guess the worst part is that you, you feel like you've launched the game and then you need to then make the game. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's <laughs> right. Reward So now, now, reward. Yeah, my reward is now I get to actually
0: make the game. <laughs> Although it does feel really good because a lot of the stuff I did in the lead up to the Kickstarter I was like, what will most make people donate to the Kickstarter as opposed to what is best for the game? So mm. before PAX, I did a ton of stuff that was like, what is best for the game? And I just worked really hard on it. It was awesome. And it was like, totally took the game from not being a game to being a game that yeah. I actually feel good about showing to people and I felt confident about but then from PAX to the Kickstarter was basically just like doing shit for Kickstarter so there's yeah. all kinds of tricks and fakery and bullshit <laughs> yeah
1: that there could I mean that could very <laughs> legitimately eventually but
0: <laughs> yeah but I mean it could very legitimately end up being a thing right like scaling the moon up and down
3: Steve Swig is here to trick you into having fun. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> that's in there. I mean, right
0: you plan season. to ship that uh, with the final
2: game, and it's... Right.
0: Cool. Yeah, it's just... Uh, it's It was the minimum possible implementation, which you, you could argue was is good to do design-wise, but everything is very fragile, so I was able to walk through it and like show it cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But hmm. it's not, like, player-ready. Does, sure.
1: like, the, uh, I remember hearing about the Last of Us demo from E3, like... Three years ago, maybe two years ago, and they were like, because everyone was like, "Wow, this game looks amazing, and it's so far along." But then, like, the uh, the developers who were there were just like, "Yeah, if you take one step off of the beat off the path that we set up for the media, the game just like goes crazy and blows up." So yeah, <laughs> it does not
2: surprise me.
0: Oh yeah, I read that. Uh, What's that? It's that GameSpot series, like the Last Days of Blank.
2: Okay. Oh, so it was like the okay.
0: Last Days of the Last. Time. That's actually a fantastic series if you haven't read them. It's like this really in-depth, ten-page-long write-up where the guy go. I don't know why it's on GameSpot, but the is guy it? the guy like goes to the studio and watches yeah. like the last few days before they launch a game oh God, and I talks to all that. the developers. Yeah. The, the Prince of Persia: Hands of Time one was amazing. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't so know. So
3: it's it was. a it's a series, like it's a show. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, okay. It's the last days of blank. Is it video or is it? An it's article? just written text. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's That's a lot cool. of text to read, but all of it is very oh, interesting. Oh, so it's not and it's a like, show. No, it's not a show. And it gives you a lot of.
1: It, maybe it is now. I,
0: this, I was reading this like. I thought I saw a video
1: of something like that, but maybe I'm thinking something different.
0: The thing I liked about it was it was it's so in depth, and they also. It really gives you a view into the process that various developers use.
1: Yeah.
3: I liked Amnesia at Fortnite a lot for that reason.
0: Oh, yeah. We could talk about Broken Edge.
3: I haven't played it yet. Well, no, yeah. no not
0: enough people have played it. <laughs> not yeah. enough people have played it yet. I totally
3: yeah. forgot about it. actually. <laughs>
2: Better the <park. laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, Banner Saga is out now too. Oh
2: yeah. yeah, I haven't played that.
3: I've been I've been slacking on reaping my Kickstarter rewards.
2: Candy
0: Banner Crush Saga, candy. Yeah. Banner. Oh, I didn't know that Banner Saga was on the was list a of things
3: we won't talk about.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, so Kickstarter was interesting. And also, well, it was good because it forced me to think about marketing and, like, now I have a community. Yeah. I didn't have a community before, so Kickstarters is actually really useful for that. hmm The bad part about them is that for an entire month of your life, you feel like every single second you should be doing more things,
1: mm-hmm. and every
0: second you're not yeah. doing things, it feels like you're wasting time. That's
1: kind of, like, sometimes is how it feels in general to be, like, independent, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, like, it's, it's more of, like, how much... It's like what? What is the amplitude on that on that setting? You know, it's like some, yeah. Like when because when, when you get closer to a deadline, then it gets way up there. Yeah, mm.
2: or a festival or whatever, and yeah. you have to make the choice about: Do I work on something that'll get the game closer to being done, or do I work on something that'll make it look good for the festival and be fun for players? Yeah, so, or do I
1: take a yeah. break for my mental sanity? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Which long-term laughs> who needs could, it? You know. Yeah, long term that could be worth it. Yeah, but it's so hard to justify when you're on a deadline.
4: Uh, I had an amazing community this year built up around my platformer, and the problem was is I had these amazing super fans that are like constantly doing amazing things, but then you have to like they play through something I took two days to make in two minutes, so the, yeah the, the ratio of work to play is, is mm. you've got to constantly be making stuff
1: <laughs> yeah actually I, I was going to ask Steve, is there any Is there any, like, do you think there's any, like, advice that you received about Kickstarter that you actually applied and it worked out? It's hard to say because there, I mean,
0: there are a lot of Kickstarters and there have been a lot of Kickstarters, but I feel like the way that people relate to Kickstarters changes so quickly Mm -hmm. that each individual Kickstarter... Is kind of its own case It's the same with like A game launch right Yeah It's You know I look at Stanley Parable And I'm like David you've made The ultimate game For Steam And I'm not at right. all Surprised that it Hit number one And stayed there forever <laughs> But he was like You know really in doubt And it's not w- without You know legitimate Cause to worry Cause the game market Is fickle And you have no idea You know you sort of Have to be in the right Place at the right time I guess Okay so We took the advice That you should ask For the amount of money That you actually need
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we actually did a budget projection and we subtracted the Amazon and the Kickstarter chunks. And we taxes. Like, looked at the taxes. And so we came up with that figure that we asked for. And I think that was actually a mistake. Okay. So we took that piece of advice. And that was a mistake because I, in reading endless, endless comments on blogs and YouTubes and whatever, and the Kickstarter itself... It seems like about $50,000 for whatever reason is like the magical dividing line. So if you ask for 50 grand, people are like, they're doing this modest goal of 50 grand. Mm -hmm. And then if you go over that, the story is, they have an ambitious goal of (laughs) 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 $51,000. It's just Uh, like, what the fuck? Okay. That's where we draw the
1: line. Whatever.
0: And I mean, people have no idea how much money it costs to make a game.
1: Right. I remember I saw there was a a Kickstarter for. uh, Catapult for Hire I think it's called Oh yeah And um I was like Reading some of the comments About it And I read one comment That was just like Cause he's only asking For like 38 grand And like I thought That video looked really nice Like the game looks like It's getting like Pretty far along and stuff And one of the comments Somewhere was just like was like What's this guy gonna like? Uh, seriously, this guy just need, he needs thirty eight grand to pay himself to make this game, and I'm like, I was just like, oh my god, like. I wonder, like, are everyone, you are you fifteen? Like, yeah, like not everyone is a fucking teenager, like yeah. <laughs> working on a fucking game, like. Yeah, no. When I
0: when I read that, what I think of is like someone who lives at home with their parents, and they're a teenager or right. they're, whatever. And they don't have any expenses, and they're like, $38,000? I could buy so many X-Bones with that? Yeah. (laughs) Or whatever. I'd buy a car? I don't even know what people would buy. I could buy
3: my own game like 20,000 times once I release it?
0: Yeah, but people have no idea. It's weird. Um, yeah. Yeah, so there's this weird psychology. So that was a piece of advice we took that I don't think worked out very well. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Nobody really gave us a lot of advice. I just, I, like, put up the Kickstarter page that I had made, and then I showed it to a bunch of people, and they were like, that looks all pro. Good job. Yeah. And I think we had the advantage of, like, having an actual game and having playtested it a bit, so it wasn't bullshit. Like, it was obvious that there was a game that was already in production, and... So, like people right. knew what they were getting and stuff
4: unlike those Kickstarters with the this is a really cool mock-up picture yeah, yeah. give me yeah. 800000 well, I think they've become more strict like...
2: about that mm-hmm. one hopes it or does at least feel they...
3: like the key on Kickstarter is just don't be bullshit <laughs> like yeah people
1: f- f- ferret that out pretty quick I think well yeah I feel like sometimes it's just like it could be like how good are you at bullshitting and yeah. are you bullshitting for an honest reason?
3: Because yeah. like <laughs>
1: like, Wait, like what? Because well, there are games that you know are kind of bullshit. They they put together. They just like throw together stuff for for the presentation. Mm-hmm. And it's just like. <coughs> like excuse me. No. Oh. <laughs> well, it's because they do that because they're confident in that they're going to be able to attain like uh, like obtain that level of sure at the end. And it's they're like, using it's all,
2: the Kickstarter as like market research for do people like this or not? Yeah, and they're not all. trying
1: to be like. Deceptive or devious yeah. about it, right? It's just like a little bit of a bluff. It's like, well, this is, what you, this is yeah, this is what you have to do to get people to click on your link, you know? Yeah, Because nobody cares.
4: If the graphics aren't done, right? And you know, you're able to do some level of right. cool graphics.
0: Well, so I mean, okay, look at Hyperlight Drifter. It's an outlier because it struck like a crazy chord with the visiting right. people, yeah. But I mean, I look at that and I'm like, there's two things in there that are actual gameplay of any kind, yeah. And you know, I was I was like. Bo probably already had those in, like, a game that he already made. Yeah. And just put the art on it. And that's fine. Like, I know Bo and and, uh, Teddy will be able to program it, and I know it'll be what they said it will be, and they can deliver it. But that trailer was amazing, because I was just watching it. It was just, like, gorgeous art and atmosphere, and that was it. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Kind of retro, but modern retro, whatever you do.
1: It was, like, Tron retro. It was cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, like, they're using... uh, a pixel limitation but they're not using a color limitation. Right. But they're doing it in like a smart way, not like a ugly horrific way. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> horrific.
1: But yeah, I was I was just I was wondering because like so many people I, I all the time I just see like people being like, "Here's advice for your Kickstarter." Like, I yeah. anyone have advice for my Kickstarter? Like, "Hey, successful Kickstarter person, do you have any advice for me?" And it's just like I always wonder if it's just like is what anyone is saying in these advice threads even worth anything, or is it just it's like- It's
2: the survivorship bias, because right. you don't look at the cases that failed but still did the good advice thing. Yeah. yeah. We don't hear from those people. They kind of go back
1: into right.
2: trying something different. Right.
3: You do I hear s- from the ones that fail spectacularly though,
2: isn't it? yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we seem to like people who shoot too high, you know, like, I don't know. We, I, I looked at <laughs> <in> a lot <laughs> of fails- r slash cringe exists
1: for that reason oh <laughs> right? yeah, no
2: there is
0: there is a whole subreddit for cringe kickstarters really yeah I spent a long time going through there
3: well <laughs> there goes the rest of my night <laughs> yeah there's Tyler also,
1: really liked it yeah there's like a tumblr <laughs> called shitstarter
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: and this yeah this is really really bad kickstarters so the, the ones that are interesting to me
0: were the ones that are on the bubble like because there's so few kickstarters that almost get funded but
1: don't quite make it. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's almost none. Well, isn't there cuz you can if you're the person making the kickstarter and you're super close to making it, yep. like can't you just put the money in yourself? That's and, actually
2: against their rules. However, you could have a family member right, just put have the have money somebody in. in. Yeah, don't yeah. do
1: it yourself, but then have Yeah,
2: because I know that happened to a certain Jane Austen MMO that got <laughs> <Yeah. out. laughs> I was about to say. Oh, they almost yeah. didn't get their money, but they Whoa, dang. The And
3: they raised like yeah. 100k drama. for it. Like well, they
0: raised 90k because she put in 10. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no! They, they went
3: to 105, so legitimately yeah. they were five away. Like yeah,
0: yeah. Should have just let it roll. It was it.
3: it was on trial.
2: They they but yeah. they decided to let it through. The best yeah, thing could. about
0: the best thing about that Kickstarter is that that is one of the only two things my mother has ever funded. <laughs> On the internet So <laughs> wow. so she funded my game And that was how she learned about Kickstarter And oh, then she wow. found the Jane Austen game Wow And she f- she paid into that
2: Oh, that <laughs> is awesome
0: Yeah, That's it was amazing Gotta
2: reach their audience somehow yeah. yeah There's a huge, huge audience for that
0: Man, we should have Renee and Will on the podcast Because they have a key anyway
1: Yeah
2: Oh, yeah, we, yeah, we are they? The, let's
3: call them up uh, Renee and Will, quick
1: um, We need guest stars Actually Oh, yeah, sorry We, we could just record another the podcast <laughs> Yeah I was- I was gonna say, um, one of the things we can talk about is Electronic Superjoy. Mm-hmm. So that was like your past year, right? And I like, had an interesting past year. Yeah.
3: Wait, wait, <laughs> just to close out the Kickstarter oh. topic. I actually had a Kickstarter point, oh, okay. Too. Yeah,
1: go
2: for it. Yeah,
3: um, There was- there was one thing that I found interesting that I don't know if, like, people outside of the kickstarting thing know, which was when you reached your goal, it started accelerating in terms of, like, gaining- Uh, money for a little while, and I thought that was really interesting, because Mm. it's like I guess I would have expected, like, the interest to fall off. Everyone's like, okay, we did it, we're good, like, fine. But it It actually gets more popular. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, well, if you see that in everything, right? That was the whole Flappy Birds thing. That's the Minecraft thing. It's like, it starts as the story is, hey, check out this crazy game, and then enough people buy it, and the story becomes, holy shit, look how popular this game is, and then everyone checks it out, and then it's like, Holy shit! Look how insanely popular it yeah, just goes like up. It's like a perpetual. It's like a ramjet. Like once it gets up yeah. to speed, it becomes self-perpetuating. Yeah. And so, yeah, this was like, okay, and this is another reason why you should do a, like a middle low amount mm. where you wouldn't be totally screwed if you got this much. But like if it was fifty k, we would have made it by the end of the first week. Mm. And
3: then it would just all be then, momentum.
0: Well, and then you get another story that hits all the blogs, and that's. Like, holy shit, funded in a week. Right. Yeah. And you can keep those, like, and then it's like, you know.
2: Combo those.
0: Yeah, you keep comboing right. them. And you, so, it, so if I was going to do it again, I would try to chain combo that sort of thing, because that was pretty interesting. Right. Huh.
1: Yeah, like you can funding cancel into tier two rewards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Yeah.
2: Gamify your game funding. Game well, I mean, that's yeah. the
1: sort of thing you have to
0: think about, right? So this is all the stuff I learned in retrospect. I learned that. I learned that you should set your Kickstarter for 31 days, because as soon as it starts, it goes under 30. I didn't oh, think of that. Weird. So it went, mine went to 29 on the first oh. day, because just didn't think of it.
1: Mm. And then, like, that's, like, a psychological thing for people, because yeah. they're like, it's a fr- like it's already been one day, and you got no money or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. So I was like, Hurr. I remember seeing that, um... Huh. What, what was that? Uh, Kung Fury? Yeah, yeah. That's on that one? It's, like, the 80s oh, yeah. retro, like... The uh, trailers. It's subset. a movie. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I remember... I, I guess I, I saw that Kickstarter like the day it was posted and like the comments like because it only raised like 500 bucks so far because it was like literally just posted and I already saw comments being like this doesn't look good guys it's only got 500 bucks because it said like it, it, it was just like <laughs> oh my god like just, they don't understand that this thing just began and everyone like these at least, like a significant amount of people were like doubting it. And like, and I think it was like Reddit or something in the comments just being like, this isn't looking good guys. And it's just like, it's been up for like three hours. <laughs> wow.
0: There's a, there's a Reddit thread about scale. It was just like that. Yeah. It was like, well, they got two weeks left and they're only 80% of the goal. Right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so that they? it's like people just don't want to put. It's like they, they don't want to put in money if it's not already passing or something. Right. It's like there's like some risk to them.
2: But there's no risk. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Work. Yeah. Yeah, it's really it's weird. Strange. It's. I mean, it's just pure like marketing, right? People
0: want to back something successful.
4: Yeah. Well, it's but, almost pure marketing. Yeah. Potentially, no game. No, not no. Even, like, it's, it's all yeah. my. Yeah, go to my
0: GDC talk, "Scale and the Ethics of Kickstarter." Uh, <laughs> that's, that's seriously. I'm oh, talk. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. oh, cool! I'm going to give like my five practical tips, and that'll be like the first minute, and then the whole rest of it will be a discussion of what like the weird ethical thing yeah. you end up in a, mm. when which, you do a Kickstarter. Actually, yeah. that
2: segues like, nicely into my point, which is that like we've we have this like sophisticated understanding of Kickstarter now, even though it only came about as a funding model like what three years ago, pretty much. Like we know all this stuff. And it's interesting because I, you know, I talk to people next to me on planes. I don't know why. It's just a thing I do. And I met this <laughs> retired, re- oh, died in the wool Republican <laughs> guy. He, you know, he ran a business, and he's all like, you know, be self-sufficient. And he had this whole thing about, you know, you can't give people something for nothing. And that's just what he believes. And so I'm like, well. You know, this thing Kickstarter lets people um, fund your game, fund your ideas through the internet. You know, it talks about my business and whatever, and and I was saying, like, people can pledge small amounts to support your project and you to, to make it. They, they kind of fund your dream. And he's like, oh, do those people then become investors? I'm like, no, they don't get their money back out of it. He's like, so what do they get? I'm like, well, they, they assuming you get the thing done, they get their product. And he's like, and that's it? And He's like, that's very strange, that's very strange like, <laughs> I could tell he was thinking about it, right But there's just nothing in his world ever followed that model Of like, hey right. everybody, let's get together and fund a stranger You know, it's we kind of take it for granted that that's even an option to us Because, yeah. you know, even like back in the day When I was a teenager, I remember like hearing about all these awful stories About the musicians we love getting screwed over by their record labels Because they yeah. had no other choice, you know yeah. Like, right. no other choice existed even like when I was a it's teenager like, yeah, think, like, That
3: reminded me of like when your dad was like <clears throat> with the humble bundles he was like yeah. you could just pay what you want and everyone will just pay 1 cent
1: right but it's yeah. like no my dad couldn't believe that like you could sell stuff for pay what you want and it would like work out yeah and uh, nobody could have seen that coming i think yeah and uh, i was trying to uh, was i was just thinking of uh oh yeah cuz like the like the whole like middleman thing it's like so much crap exists because of mostly like how hard it was to to just distribute things like you uh-huh. couldn't distribute music without these massive publishers that could print a billion CDs or cassette tapes and like get posters for you and put them up and it's like now I feel like the internet is like the main thing that's like starting to alleviate the middleman
2: Have you heard of a thing? I think it was called, like, Ant Colony or something like that. It was from the 70s, and it was these people who wanted to stage crazy media things to get the news vans to show up to get their message on TV. Oh, no. (laughs) That's pretty
1: awesome. They create
2: their own spectacle, and the news vans would show up, and then they get to be on TV, and that was, like, the way they got their message distributed. And they (laughs) they had plans for, like having trucks that would link up to these inflatable buildings so they could take their message around, and just, like, the sheer problem of being able to get your message in front of people was, yeah. like, completely unsolvable in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Wow.
1: Wow.
2: They, wow. Maybe Ant Farm, something like that. They also wanted to have a floating uh, island. Not an island, <laughs> ship. They wanted to have a ship that would let them try to communicate with dolphins. They that's, were great. Oh wow. <laughs> you should read about them. Yeah, that
4: is a Wikipedia page I will be going to <laughs> Yeah. Uh,
2: inflatable buildings and now we have the internet we take a lot of things for granted that was my point
4: anyway yeah a lot of the middlemen on the internet are just hilarious
2: <laughs> they're so funny they're coming to us kind of begging and we're like oh, I don't need you
4: I get so many of these emails it's like <laughs> hey let's talk profit share and I'm like so you want some of my money why? What are <laughs> yeah. you doing exactly? We can it's like, monetize it's like, no, your I'm, game I'm good money. with, like, all my money, you I know? know. Yeah. I like.
2: had publishers come up to us <laughs> at the Indie Mega booth at PAX being like, hey, you know, and these are publishers whose names I had certainly heard of, and they're like, hey, you know, we can, we'd like to talk to you. I'm like, okay, well, what can you... What can you offer me? again? they're like, well, we can talk to the the publisher. like the the platforms for you, you the know, consoles. the consoles. And I'm like, okay, in I'll think nature? about that. And like, yeah, I've got like, I've, I've got contacts at all of yeah, these places. It's and no longer
1: like a thing that they're. They're nice hold.
2: people, yeah. and we hang out and we get food together. It's not even like it's a business meeting. And so like they're like, hey, I'll be an unnecessary middleman, and what's well, already a comfortable relationship, <laughs> inserting yeah. my awkward
4: self in there. It's like, no, it's not really a selling point for me. I'm sorry. So I talked to a ton of publishers this year because yeah. at one point I needed funding. You needed and the money, yeah. They, yeah, so. I had, a, I had a dip in the middle of the year where I was just completely out of money. So I talked to all these different publishers, and they'd all they'd all start by offering me, "Oh, we can talk to the press for you. We have contacts for these YouTube guys." I'm like, "You mean their emails?" <laughs> like, I've, I'd already been on most of the YouTube shows. Like, they pretty much. Yeah. Like Game Grumps and Rooster Teeth had already done my game, and they were like, "Oh, well, we're not. We don't actually know their contact information." It's <laughs> like, "Oh, great. So, so what are you so doing?" So they're liars, yeah. And wow. then they're like, "Oh, but we can get you a booth at PAX." I was like, "Okay." I've got one. Yeah. That's cool. What else? They're like, well, consoles. I'm like, uh, you mean like Nick and Brian? I, mean, yeah. I was emailing them earlier. Dan, like, yeah. What are you bringing to the table exactly? <laughs> it's like they don't even know. In the end, the only thing they were bringing was money. The one thing that they had potential yeah. was, here, we can give you $100,000. So it's sure. like private Kickstarter. Yeah, right. right. And in the end, they were like, yeah, we'll give you $100,000 for lifetime ownership of 60% of your game and, and you know, yeah. all this other well, you're not stuff. rights <laughs> to
0: sequels and write
4: oh, yeah. you. are not going like to get good driver. terms from somebody like that, you oh, know. Oh, God. There was one paragraph that was a page and a half long. A paragraph in the contract <laughs> that was a page and a half long. You're like, shut it down. Yeah,
1: I can't Close the laptop. I'm, done.
0: I'm done. Yeah, it's a waste Yeah, it's like, there's
1: only like a few publishers I can think that would be worth it because, like, <laughs> well, it's like they're, they're kind of just like an investor, right? They're not really like a publisher because they're not gonna like market and stuff Your game because I feel like if a publisher is publishing your game, they should be doing that Sure like,
2: like, But even, the, like, but what even what marketing. you, you they, have no leverage against them if they don't and that's happened yeah. to a lot of people yeah, Including could, some bigger studios. So I would
1: say that only like I would only trust it right, like ever right now is like Devolver Digital. Devolver's really cool. And uh, probably Adult Swim.
3: Hmm. What is Devolver?
1: They, they uh, published uh, Hotline Miami, Miami. Yeah. Oh okay They're working with uh,
4: Van Bleer now
1: Yeah and like okay. They've always They've always worked With Van Like since like The early days And uh That was like Their first indie client I think And then um And then they Got in touch with like Uh With Cactus About Hotline Miami Or whatever mm-hmm. Um But yeah it's like Cause those guys Are actually able To like To seemingly put To take the game And just like Put it in front of So many eyes And constantly get Pressed for it And do like Kind of like Awesome stuff They're doing a that Bro Force game now oh, yeah. it's like that like they got Kurt to do a trailer for it and stuff and and mm. they're doing cool stuff and like I feel like Adult Swim is like they can put your game on TV during Adult Swim like at night <laughs> so it's like That's they have a cool. pretty big audience yeah. that would plays games on Steam and stuff so well their site actually has a ton of traffic yeah, after yeah. A and plus they attack. do well yeah <laughs> and they do they do flash games and stuff and I know a handful of indie developers who have, who have whoa hey who have uh Basically, you know, just lived off of making Flash games for Adult Swim for, like, a couple years. Cool. I'm glad that's still possible. Yeah, it seems even to small be still games. possible.
2: Yeah. Small games, even. I don't
0: know. Yeah, this might not be, like, a hot topic for everyone, but this was a thing that I had to deal with or, you know, approach that I never really interfaced with before and it was, like, all the YouTube Let's Player kind of people. Oh, yeah? Like, I...
1: That's a super hot topic. Yeah,
0: no, I mean, that's it now. Yeah, that's that is the now. future of
1: everything. I saw I yeah. saw some comments today that were talking about how uh, it was just, like, some thread about games. I forget what the topic was, but the, part of the discussion was just, like, everyone talking about how they don't even read reviews anymore. They just go right to this Twitch or right to YouTube and mm. see if their favorite streamer or favorite caster or whatever likes the game, and then they'll buy it. They don't care about any review. Like, they don't even look at it. They no, just they, buy it. Well, it's oh. like, oh, it's like if they if they yeah. see like their YouTube per- like their favorite YouTube people or like their streamer like really enjoying the game and it looks like a fun game just on Twitch or YouTube, that's way more powerful than any text review. That's yeah. like
4: interesting. It's,
0: yeah, Martin when Markiplier covered like did the scale off of I got a huge influx in the Kickstarter.
4: Yeah, um, I went to a bunch of Twitch streamers and the spikes, the press spikes, I got like the sales spikes off of streamers was so much higher than uh, Joystick and IGN right. and, like, all the really big blogs. Yeah. Um, and everywhere I'd been, Kyle Pulver had been there first. It's kind of <laughs> it was like, hey, do you have other indies on in your show? Well, Kyle. It's like, five times in a row. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like you're wearing a
2: little black mask. <laughs>
4: yeah. I
2: stole the diamond. You're
4: too late. he's a freaking uh, emoticon on Twitch now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that happened since we...
1: Kyle is a Twitch emoticon. Um but yeah, I I, I saw the same thing like with Offspring Fling, whenever anyone would stream it I would get a bump in sales. Just because like the Twitch chat, like somebody can just be like, Hey, what is this game? and then somebody can just answer, It's this, paste the link to this team store and then everyone goes to check it out. It's not like a review or it's like even though the review's probably gonna post that, it's like people they don't they don't make that like direct jump I guess from like reading the review and like going to buy it or something it's, like that. It's
0: low quality traffic. Right. Yeah. Whereas a direct recommendation by from a streamer that to these kids is like their favorite television personality. Like, right. They watch that instead of TV. Yeah. It's yeah. Carson yeah.
2: Daly on TRL. That's the <laughs> analogy. Oh my God. Yeah like if, if <laughs> Carson
0: wow. Daly was like hey click this link to buy this thing and you could actually do it.
1: Why isn't Carson uh, Daly streaming on Twitch? It probably is. Oh, okay.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When when we launched um, when we launched pre-orders, I launched pre-orders because I ran out of rent money. I had like 14 bucks and I was like, okay, I need to get jobs stuck shelves, or I could do pre-orders. That's indie as fuck. That's yeah. what I did
2: with pre-orders. <laughs> yeah. That's why. Anyway. That's
4: and then uh, we got on Sevitus's show and I made three months of rent in three hours or something. Yeah. And I got on Joystick. And I got on uh, IGN and uh, one other one, I forget, but like, and I made like 300 bucks or something. Right. Just, just, Sevetus, we were getting like a sale every 30 seconds, because he was just like, holy fuck, this game's amazing. And he Aww. just said that for like six hours. <laughs> and his audience was As just thousands got, of people cycling. Over over. Yeah, he he gave up on the game. And that, that, was, <laughs> that was an early build. It was a lot harder back then. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. spent an hour on one level. Yeah, it's also kind of terrifying, though. Like, I remember like,
1: when I first, uh, Saw my game I saw like Offspring Flink Being played on Twitch I was so nervous I was like Oh god Like I hope This person likes it I hope the game Doesn't crash And yeah. I was like, it's like
3: Was Man vs. Game The first one to stream it?
4: Uh no Somebody else streamed it Before him Oh You get just, great, like, like stupid quotes Because you get So much airtime. time Yeah There's more time For them to be like Uh You know Press quoting Kind of stuff mm. And There's just Such an interaction People get to yell Stupid things From the audience And they get to like Handle the hecklers And then like there's, there's an energy. There's there's dealing with an audience, right? Whereas mm. a journalist who just writes something can just pontificate in any way they want.
2: Yeah. yeah. I actually was able to explain the let's play phenomenon to my dad by saying, you know, remember how we used to always watch you play the hard levels in the game? <laughs> like, mm, yeah. Yeah, it was just like a really enjoyable social thing for us all to be there together, you know, watching my dad or my brother play these hard levels. <laughs>
4: Yeah, um, ESJ has a lot of jokes, and it's also super hard, so you get this situation where this character's like, haha, my butt, and then also you're playing and it's really hard. So, like, the, the whole Pope battle, which was the first boss, he's making all these jokes, like, Pope jokes, and... Pope got the head, Pope make the rules. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, when you're playing it, you can't read them. But when you're playing it and three thousand people are watching you, Uh, yeah. They see all the jokes. Uh, See that's something that I always like I've always like seeing games
1: like recently and it's like because usually I'm be thinking, like, that. oh, man, I'm putting so much stuff on the screen, it's way too much for the player. But then, yeah. I'm like, I'm like why do I, why am I not, th- like, I should be thinking that it's going to be the player plus other people watching.
2: Just reminds me of you rewinding Firefly the other day, because Jane was doing something funny in the background. <laughs> yeah, 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 and it was. It was exactly.
1: hilarious.
2: <laughs> 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 just, just, yeah. just, like, he was, comforting yeah. her with, like, two, yeah, petting he her with like... two fingers, <laughs> <laughs> barely <laughs> able to comfort someone. And yeah,
0: you, you can only do that because you're watching on Netflix. You wouldn't be able to do that if you're watching it on TV
1: your you TV
4: DVR yeah oh yeah. shit <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. i don't care about it's that it's okay honey. yeah <laughs> yeah no twitch twitch is like now i did twitch and then i and then let's play kind of happened after my spike happened but twitch and youtube is like huge hot topic um,
0: yeah i need to do some work to get my my pre order sales to be anything
1: oh what do you mean well
0: yeah oh, right, okay, you made yeah. that awesome site that that uh, i put up finally and then I think I have two total sales.
1: Well,
2: but you p- pasted it to your Kickstarter people there. who already funded the game. and so Yeah.
4: It's on they it, already said. have a pre-order. You should, you should uh, talk to Sebedis. He does uh, Simulator Sundays. Okay. So he, he'd probably love it. He plays indie simulator games like Papers, Please and I don't know. Just all sorts of stuff. That's a fun game. Uh, My game is not a simulator, though.
2: Well, it's a uh, physics gun simulator. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it simulates non-reality.
2: Yeah. That's what simulation means.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, <laughs> point me <ridiculous>. <laughs> yeah. laughing at my joke? Let it be known. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll tweet at him and you. Okay, yeah. sure. because it's like you know, what we do. 2014, man. That's yeah. what we do. We, <laughs> we don't, don't fuck do around with emails was yeah. like, yo, yeah, at, emails. So so at so at Emails show. the
0: new voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> I never
1: check it. Oh <laughs> wow. yeah. Dude, today I heard that like, I was watching some old video from, like, the 90s, like, some, something on the internet, and, like, one of the characters, it was, like, a kid, old kids in the hall sketch, uh-huh. and it, somebody goes, one of the characters is just like, was like, yeah, I'll put you on my speed dial. And I was like, holy shit, speed <laughs> dial. Yeah. Oh my god, I totally <laughs> forgot that existed. That's awesome. Better yet, the times when you had to memorize phone numbers. Yeah. Yeah. That
3: So, well,
1: You know, you had a little thing on your fridge, you know? You just kind
3: Well, of yeah, but... It's,
0: it's hard to describe <laughs> how uncomfortable talking to a real person on the phone is for me. Oh, no, yeah. I
3: hate it. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Apparently, there's a story about me when I was really little. I don't remember this, but I was like four or five, and my mom had showed me that, like, you could hit the memory button and then hit a number in the phone and it would auto dial that person. So she, like, finds me on the phone one day, chatting away, and she just, like, slams it, and then it rings. It was my grandma. I'd just been talking to her.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why did your mom slam the phone? she didn't
2: know who I was talking that to. She been thought she was just on the phone. That could have
0: been long Oh, she just thought yeah. you were screwing around.
2: Well, yeah. She's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, anyway. I used to pick up the phone hey, no, dial no, you? Yeah, and dial random numbers. And the only time I'd hit the speed dial that called my great aunt. Oh. And then she was just like, Kyle, how? How did, you, how did you call me? <laughs> I was like, I was like a, almost a kid, I couldn't, like, I couldn't, like...
2: Uh, Abort! <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, Grandma, I have AOL. Like, I didn't know, I didn't know like, what numbers were yet. I was just, yeah. like, pushing buttons, because there were buttons. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, yay, buttons! <laughs> wow. like, like, wow. I see my mom do this, so I'll do it, too. See, like, I still do that on my phone today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or,
3: like, when you had to pick hey, up the phone and say, hello, who is this? Yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah, my dad's always still Burley, surprised when this. I'm like, hi, dad. He's like, oh, how, how did you know this <laughs> was? Because because the 90s happened.
0: Up, uh, I remember one time my mom got so mad at me because someone called, I was like six or something, someone called and I picked up the phone and uh, they were like, oh, whatever, electric company or something, and I was like, oh, she can't come to the phone, she's in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> my mom got so mad at me. It's like, why would you tell someone that? I was like, I don't know, why would you go to the bathroom?
2: <laughs> oh, moms. <laughs>
5: uh.
2: So afraid of me. many, many thanks. <laughs> Uh. Yeah. Can we talk about Crunch?
3: Wait, I just remembered something else that happened since you guys, or since we last did this. You guys got engaged! Woo! Oh,
2: that's right. Hell yeah,
0: bro. You you haven't uh,
3: had doesn't it everybody read joystick? <laughs> shut up,
0: <Mike>. <laughs> <laughs> Let us have our
2: moment. <laughs>
3: Steve yes. Let us have our moment on
2: Joystick Engage
3: to Aaron Redhair Robinson oh,
2: <laughs> Yeah, a good one
3: That's better than I <laughs>
2: name in college, which was Crazy Eyes
3: and, <laughs> and their mutual last name Is going to become Swabinson <laughs> I don't think that's true <laughs>
0: It would be a Robin If anything
2: Yeah, because it conjoins to Robin's wink, it's cute Yeah. Like I a little like bird I like Robin Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. happening, but it's cute
0: oh. <laughs> Yeah, I was actually surprised that you were like, cool, I'll take your name.
2: Yeah, how often do I get to change my name? Fuck.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Man, it's now fun. we can refer to you guys as the Sphinx. Yep.
5: Oh my Sphinx God. Sphinx is such
4: a cool last the name. Lost Yep.
0: Yeah, actually,
5: hey, it's
2: less common than Robinson, by it's almost like as good. it's
1: almost as good as
0: Steve Swift. Yeah. Yeah, say. <laughs> yeah well, no one Val in this house will ever be as famous as the famous Steve no. Swift.
2: Valve has an Eric Robson. Oh, nice. Yeah. we It's talked like how we live
0: on Concorda. He's like,
2: hey, your name's like my name, but with more of the letter N. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we <Wait> had a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: we got engaged. Yeah, that was cool. Yep. They did we, it all the time. Game of Fighter engagement. Some bullshit about yeah. That. yeah.
0: I haven't washed and my car because it still has, like, Sedona mud on it that reminds me of that, so it's cool. Aww.
3: The I haven't universe conspired against you. I'll never wash this
0: car again.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I like to think that's the reason he hasn't washed the car. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: what I'm telling people.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm your Andy Dwyer.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, What's on the topic list? Uh, let's see. Otter was on there.
3: Electronics, yeah, like yeah,
1: the yeah, let's let Kyle talk for a bit. Uh, I, don't I don't know. I'm about Otter. Oh, you want to talk about
4: Otter? Yeah, we can do. ESJ. I I live DSJ. I'm done with ESJ. All right, Let's yeah. talk about
1: it. I mean, okay, so Otter is uh is a 2D engine that I made in uh, C sharp. Uses SFML, uh, which is like just like a a layer on OpenGL. So, if, for all you programmers out there, it's I'm it's not horse even really. It's so fuck
2: my life. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Does it compile uh, does it just compile to Windows? Uh it can compile to Mac and Linux. So I just don't know how to do that myself. Oh, okay. Somebody else figured it out and pushed like the changes to the repository. <laughs> and I was just like, alright, cool. Um so yeah, because I spent pretty much the last year trying to uh, basically figure out what I want to do after like Flash, because I was using Flash and I used Flash for Offspring Fling. And Flash is really fun for when I use it because it's like, oh boy, you get to make a game and just put it in the web browser and like a million people can play it. Uh, and then Offspring Fling happened where I wasn't expecting it to be a retail game or like a commercial game on Steam, so I kind of like ham fisted it into like a like a downloadable game. So like it's it's kind of weird in some places. Like the like the menu is totally meant for like a web browser, but it ended up being like a like a downloadable game. And so and the performance of Flash isn't that great. So I started working in a, like like a, I started working on a game in Flash and then uh, I quickly realized that I hate Flash now
3: <laughs> because
1: it was just like like I was trying to make this like 320 by 240 pixel game and I wanted to do like these effects and stuff and I'm, and I'm just like watching the frame rate like dip under 60 and I'm like are you kidding me it's like it's 320 pixels by 240 pixels, <laughs> and I can't even keep 60 frames per second, and I'm done. You should be able, <laughs> able to have every
4: pixel move <laughs> right, differently. Yeah. It's-,
1: it's like, it would, it would drop to 30, because, like, it's like Flash, like, Flash is just, like, it sometimes it's just gonna have a mind of its own, and for whatever reason, your update loop will just take twice as long. Because Flash is doing something underneath all of the layers that you can control, and so you're just like, well, I guess my game's running slow now. Well, because if you use a garbage-collected language, you're not serious <laughs> oh, about game God. development. <laughs> Shut up.
2: Your update loop is talking to the NSA. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's probably true. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so I spent a couple months just going through different languages and different platforms and then different tools and whatever. Uh, like, every, every game-making thing I could find, I would research and, like, try out for, like, a week or two. And then eventually uh, I had, like, a like a weirdly specific set of things I wanted wanted the, the engine to do or be able to do. Because basically, I wanted to, I, I, I loved using flashfunk And I wanted to take flashfunk and just basically port it to something that would, that would perform better. Uh, and eventually, I found SFML. And that was in C++. And so I was like, OK, well, I guess I'll try C++. And after like three days, I was just like, no, nope, goodbye. <laughs> and then uh, it was uh, Connor Ullman and Noel Berry working on that game together. That's now Connor's game, and I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head right now. Um, and they were using SFML and, and, and C Sharp, and I was like, "What? How the fuck are you guys doing that?" <laughs> and they and they just linked me to a page. It's just like, "Download SFML for C Sharp," and I was like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> so then I downloaded that, and I started. I basically had just started learning C Sharp uh, and started writing a game engine. And then, uh, let's see. I think in October I released it as like version 0.9, and it will be version 0.9 until I think it's like stable enough to be called 1.0. But it's open source. It's on otter2d.com. Anyone can use it for whatever they want. It's like MIT license or whatever. Um, And I'm using it for my next game and my game jam games. And there's a game jam game I made called All the King's Men. That you can find on my site or something, but that's okay. like the first Otter game. Cool. And t- okay, so let's start doing
0: check-in with what people are working on. So talk about oh, yeah. Guidey is, is it still called that? No,
1: uh, it's not called that anymore.
0: Stratforce. Well,
1: it's not called- that. I don't- I don't- no. Strataforce. Yeah. I don't really want to use the name yet because I don't really know if I'm sticking with it. So. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we can bleep that part out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I- am, I, I, I said a curse right
3: there. Yeah, I'm not telling anyone joke.
1: the name right now. At least not until the game is further along And I feel more confident in telling people about the name And stuff I'm trying to get it done Or not get it done But like getting, getting something playable for GC Nice um, Yeah, that's what I'm, what I'm doing right now There's
4: a thing on Severus where he's where we mentioned a .com or a name a game name. It's like you better go get that right now because there are three thousand people. Oh yeah, to no, their, I their browsers to go. Right, over. yeah, I, like, I
1: already have the domain name for what was just said. <laughs> they may or may not bleep out, but yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't say any names until I've already registered the domain name. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah,
2: yeah, there was the. 2 million for marriage. It was an anti-gay marriage thing, but they forgot to register that domain. 2M4M, so a gay rights group bought it. And oh, wow. It awesome. a gay rights page. It was pretty Two awesome.
3: males, four males. Yeah. We like our parties. It's
4: like just, it. just got
0: a background that's just Oh, uh, yeah. City jerk. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's actually just a,
2: a lemon party mirror. No. It's like the <laughs> game, uh, games company. So what are you working on, Kari? <laughs> a living part of
3: Yeah, so speaking of goofy stuff, I'm working on a game about um, Markov Chains. It basically seeds all the NPC dialogue from Markov Chains based on your Facebook data. Um, What's a Markov Chain, Cory? So, uh, it's actually a pretty interestingly simple algorithm, but what it does is it kind of takes all your text and generates a list of the most likely next matches for each word based on, like, the things you've said. So, like, if you happen to say... I'm going to hate Hot, hot the a um, lot. <laughs> then you have a high chance of any time the word hot shows up, dickin will show up next to it.
0: <laughs>
3: and your NPCs will all say Hot dicken at you. And it'll be awesome. When can I buy this game?
0: <laughs> you I don't buy say that it. on Facebook unless I'm talking to my mom. <laughs> oh. She likes it for some weird reason. I don't know.
3: Well, <laughs> thankfully, it will not look at your private messages, so you won't. Private. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, <quite> weird. <laughs> yeah, no. I uh, the last thing I have to do before I actually put it up out there is um, animate the main character. Actually, so I have I've been working on a lot of like old school pixel art because I decided this was going to be done old school RPG style. Um, so I basically just have like a scene with a whole bunch of NPCs walking around in it and uh, a player character who's currently static.
4: I'd like to see your pixel art.
3: Oh, yeah. I Yeah, I'll show it to you after this. But, uh, yeah, that should go up. It'll be up before GDC. I don't know when, no. It's it next to the microphone. And the other thing I'm semi Well, working on finishing up, anyway, is uh, the Global Game Jam game we made. Um, I worked with uh, <clears throat> Renee Neho, uh, Will Courtney, and Burley, who's right here. Yeah. And uh, we made a game that's about anorexia. It's not... It's not a fun game, it's just like an experience game. Wow. I didn't know that's what it was about. Is it done? It's it's supposed to be more just about mental images in general, but anorexia was kind of our focus there.
0: Okay. Hmm. Let's let's hear about the science of Burley. What? I don't know. We haven't you haven't really talked about much. Uh, We're talking over you, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> uh, that's my secret.
5: Uh,
2: I don't know if it's Burley. I was stop, the, stop
3: talking over I'm
2: Sorry.
0: <laughs> I don't have...
5: I don't really have anything... Uh, Are
3: you allowed to talk about your ASU stuff? Or, I mean, Elon stuff?
5: Sorry. Yeah, but It used to be... It's not that interesting, like...
3: You're not that interesting. Whatever. Yeah, I just made an inventory system. It's not that interesting.
5: Uh, yeah. So I've been working on, um... Uh, I've been learning the, our SQL backend and, uh, setting up an inventory system for, uh... Our um,
3: basically all your games right
5: yeah all our, that future games will use and hook into when you say inventory um, system you mean like I have a hammer and three loaves of bread um, so it's meant to be a generic bag system so basically any sort of structure that would use uh, it's just a way of organizing things so buffs regular
0: inventory. Um, I have to ask you about that because I was like trying to figure out a good design pattern for an inventory for a game jam game, and I was just like, "Gah!"
1: Yeah, that's kind of like what I'm working on actually too. Yeah,
0: <laughs> maybe
5: you can explain to us how to do it, right? <laughs> oh, sure. Actually, yeah, that's is what ba- I've been working is on. Is bag on like past. a term for like something like a specific data structure or like? No, it's just okay. uh, is. It's just something that holds other. Yeah. uh, Can a thing? Can the thing inside a bag also be a bag? Yes. Okay. Um, The system was designed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The system was designed to hold like basically um, uh, any type of. uh, We have objects. Oh sure. And uh, our tables. um, Basically everything inherits from these objects. Mm -hmm. So. The bagged world objects. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this Any type like, of object. So this is for like a, the MMO type stuff that you guys are doing in Unity. Yeah. Okay. What's
3: the What's the public interface for it? Like, is it a REST API or is it um, just like all? So web- we
5: have two APIs. One is for the website, and that is a REST API, and we have another. Um, it's like persistent Java classes, so um, it looks like. A regular Java class that is filled. Know what a
3: regular Java class looks like. Well, just
5: like a, um, like a Java class with a list that has the list of items in it, right? Okay. Um, that when you change it, it persists to the database, like um, transparently. I don't <laughs> think I explained <laughs> that <laughs> very well. I'm no, sorry. Really, like, Back and
0: forth, I have no idea what you guys are talking about there. No.
4: I, <laughs> I, I, I am an idiot. Sorry. <laughs>
0: uh, no, that's cool. You should explain it to us offline. Yes. I'm really interested in that. I, didn't, I did not do a good job of explaining that. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Yeah,
1: yeah. all
2: the different comments are going to be about that.
1: Could <laughs> you tell me more about or, this bag? I don't know about Burley's bags. <laughs> yeah. <Burly's> bags. Yeah, burley'sbags.com. <laughs> <laughs> right Register now, quick.
3: <laughs>
4: quick, quick. This, this isn't
3: effects.
1: live. <laughs>
4: Go faster!
0: I'm, I'm sorry,
3: I don't ha- get any discounts for domain registration. Otherwise, I'd help you. Really? Yeah. What? My house. Really because free someone actually as well. gamed the system one time. Really? At GoDaddy?
0: Man, that's bloated. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, oh yeah,
3: yeah. You
1: work at GoDaddy, right? <laughs>
2: you don't like
3: get co- free.coms. What? <laughs> but domains are uh, like Imagine costs, like, how dogs.
1: powerful you would be if you got free.coms.
3: Exactly. Well, like five free.coms. Because coms. you can just farm.
1: That's like
2: fifty bucks. Yeah, but it's a deterrent for buying a lot of them. It's a deterrent
4: for buying all well, the good ones. I, I've gotten like ten free ones for my I don't work there. I just pay the money once in a while.
2: Hmm.
4: It's awesome. Yeah, every no. six months. Yeah,
1: Domanians are tough because mm-hmm. it's just like the prices are okay, set you? by the for? by the master at oh, the oh, internet, like ICANN or whatever. Oh. Yeah. So no, like, hey. no, I don't I am not a go-to. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's the, internet. Internet. the council. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the secret internet council. council. Like, yeah, that like, controls all Suspicious. the dot and stuff. and I'm just There's stuff. There's a lot of crossover what? between the internet council and the what? indie council. .com yeah. It decides who gets to have their games be popular. Right. Now. It decides whose games are successful on Steam and who gets to be at the top of the app store.
3: Oh, are we on. talking about the indie elite?
1: Yeah. The, the Derek Humanati. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, who else wants to talk about what they're doing? You. Um, so this last year has been very interesting. Um, last year, last January, I applied for a work visa. I, I was living in Phoenix at the time. Um, I'd been here for like three weeks, and they were like, hey, you should you know, stay permanently. So I went and applied for a work visa, and I uh, completely and utterly fucked up on the paperwork and applied for the wrong type of visa and brought the wrong type of proof and was a complete idiot. And... Uh, That didn't work so well. (laughs) The
3: law written down upon you. There's no
4: such thing as indie immigration, I'm telling you this. Yeah, I'm I'm learning that. Anyway, uh, basically, I I did some research, but I didn't do enough research. I did a lot of research, but I didn't do an insane amount of research. And I didn't hire an immigration lawyer. And basically, that's one of those situations where you want to hire an expert. So I had this interesting year where I bounced to Winnipeg for a couple of months, and then Toronto for a couple of months, and I ran out of money because I paid it all to an immigration lawyer to fix things. And I got horribly, horribly in debt. I was negative 70,000 at one point. And my, I was like, fuck, I, I need a job. And then I couldn't find a job fast enough. And it was all very bad. Then my game came out on Steam. And I had a month where I emailed like 2,200 people, most of whom were press. and. Uh, made enough money to pay off my debt mm-hmm. which was fucking amazing it was wow. yeah it was hardcore I was dreaming about spreadsheets and then getting up and working all day um I'm glad it worked out yeah it totally did and I'm starting to work on my next game which is still unannounced in Super Secret Alpha and so forth but um I bought your dot it's
3: called <laughs>
4: <laughs> Super Secret Alpha dot com shit <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um and uh but I'm working on an ESJ DLC which is always fun because ESJ is basically all about butt jokes and electronic music.
2: Wait, as so. es- could you get how do you pronounce ESJ DLC? <laughs> it's
4: just a series of letters. Electronic es- Super and then there's always a subtitle so like Infinite Love for um sexy times or Electronic Super dope. Nice. Yes, the game is not serious. But who is going to
3: possibly play the DLC? Because no one got to be in an electronic super
4: game. You don't, you don't, yeah. Well, 382 people did. Nice. 100,000 people downloaded it. (laughs) (laughs) 382, last time I checked, have played every level and beaten them. Wow. Um, Those people are super elite. (laughs) Uh, Well, you just need to buy the DLC and go to the DLC menu. And then most of the levels I make now are easier. Because I'm, I don't know, less crunchy. <laughs> crunch time was brutal. The crunch time this year, as an indie dev, was just like the worst I've ever experienced. I had, I had nightmares. I had uh, like all sorts of different stress reactions. I had, I gained a bunch of weight. Like crunch time was just, just brutally, brutally bad. September was just horrible. Uh, I'm not doing that. My next game is it's <laughs> done when it's done and fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it all came up. It was amazing. I started making money. The team all started being happy. We finished all the stuff. We started going on all these interviews. We did a ton of Twitch and let Stream and YouTube stuff. We've been on a couple of really big ones, which was really fun. And it was super, like, mind-blowing after all the stress to, to be turned around and have lots and lots of people go, oh my God, this is my favorite game. One of the, the biggest... League of Legends players, in the world, played Electronic Super was like, yeah! I, t- I totally fucking love this game! And it was like, huh. 35,000 people live or yeah. something? It was like the biggest stream I've ever seen. Oh, wow. I was like, that's not all these total viewers. <laughs> that's how many people are here right now! Holy yeah. shit! And it's like, if
1: people were like, hey, what's that game? And you paste the link to 35,000 people in chat. It's <laughs> yeah.
4: Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, and we got it on a Steam sale, which is really nice. And yeah, that's really awesome. That, that was quite the experience. Cause I I thought, yeah, okay, we'll make we'll make some money. I
1: was like, "Oh, Christmas." Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Steam said, at my Christmas." I'm so jelly. Oh, it was that at Christmas. That. Yeah, so, that's so it was Christmas
4: on Christmas.
1: <laughs> I love it when that happens. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, that was that was one really good thing that came from the Kickstarter, which is like Steam got in touch with me and they're like, "We yeah. like your game." Yeah.
2: Oh, and yeah. I was like nice. whew,
0: green, green light. Yeah. I just gave you the boot face.
2: <laughs> Actually, I wanted to talk a bit about crunch you're Yeah, go for it. With your catch-up. Um, um, I'm done. It segues into the gravity guys stuff. So we kind of reached this conclusion that the stuff that remains to be done in terms of, like, the, the save system and the, the map and, and putting in, like, mouse controls and other stuff we really want, we're going to probably need to bring in more than one person. And so I've issued a directive to our programmer, Mike, to not work for two weeks. We're, we're going uncrunch, which is what yeah. we're calling it. We're, like, pulling back, you know, like crunch is not a good thing, but you really you really shouldn't do it until the end is actually actually in sight. And we, we realized through talking to him and talking to Courtney, our project manager, like it's not as inside as we inside as we thought and that's fine. we're just gonna like I'm not gonna put in more than eight hour days because you know slow and steady wins the race and all that, put us in the hair. So it's actually been really good. It's like way more relaxing. I'm like not sweating the small stuff or not you know my, my task list of three things. if I only get two of them done, you know then that's not the end of the world for me. It's good. I'm enjoying my work a lot more, actually. Doing a lot of art and animations that I am... Um, I've just been looking forward to this whole time, because really it's been... We're doing hard stuff, like getting the game to be fun now that it's there. Now I can do the stuff I really enjoy, which is like cute animations and weaving it all together and, and making all the art fit the same style and everything.
3: And it looks really nice. Like You can tell Kari. like the amount of time you've put into it. It's nice fixes, to put in... Some of the rougher art that existed before that.
2: Yeah, thanks. It's nice to put in, like, a linear amount of work and get a linear amount of output out of it, I guess. With games, it so rarely works out that way. You can be fixing the same minor bug that's driving you crazy for, like, days. Mm-hmm. And then, at least, art, it's, like, pretty obvious when progress is being made. Yeah, so it's been a very rewarding part of the game. Pre-order it at gravityghost.com.
1: <laughs> yeah, so... She already got the domain, so she's... Again. Yeah, I'm <laughs> <really, really>, good.
2: <laughs> solid. And, yeah...
1: Yeah. yeah, art is interesting, because it's like, when you work on that, it's just kind of like, there's no phase of just like, well, I'm going to have somebody playtest this art. And yeah. Tell me how horribly broken it actually is, and then revise it again. It's kind of yeah. just like, yeah. yeah, it's done. Like, I have a certain endpoint.
2: Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. You have a calibration, too. And it's also like, because I'm doing all the art, it's like... This is my art style. I can't, like, suddenly get better at this. You know, I have to just, like, finish the game in this style that I committed to. Right. It's good. Yeah. It's a good constraint, you know. As Michael Todd once told me, <laughs> uh, iterate, iterate <laughs> between projects, not within projects. Hey, yeah, I did say that.
1: Randy, Randy hates it when I say that, because he iterates inside projects. That's why gets it's so hard to follow that advice.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's really easy to get to the end of your project and realize you've gotten better at something over yeah. the course of it and want to go back and fix but you have to resist that temptation. That was
3: actually, with growing, that was, like, a really nice, like, blessing in disguise when my laptop got stolen and I had not backed it up, and don't be an idiot, back up your shit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was like, at that point I had gotten so much better at art that the second time I redid most of those assets, yeah. it looked a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. Actually,
2: the same thing happened in my very first game, Spooks, which almost did not become a game. I almost gave up, because my laptop died and the guy who had been programming it initially, like, disappeared from the internet. So, I, it was gone, and I, all I had was a build of the game, so I, like, <laughs> so I screen-capped all of the backgrounds I had in there and screen-capped all the animations I had done painstakingly pixel by pixel, and then reassembled everything, and then in the game got a lot better. Holy basically. crap! Yeah,
4: wow.
2: <laughs> it was really. Uh, it's I, like putting really...
0: paper on the TV and like <laughs> right, tracing animation.
2: Yeah, it was all done in paint also because that's the tool I had. I was really oh. keen to make oh, games. God. I was so keen to make games. That's how hard I worked. Did
4: wow. <laughs> you say you um, were commander keen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's something I did this year as well. I uh, I learned art. I, in my next game, I'm doing all the art for it, all the animation, and Thanks. I've been noticing that a lot. I get better, so like my first art design style was a lot simpler at the beginning of the year, and now I've came up with a better one. And I'm not sure if I should like iterate within projects or not. <laughs> but don't my do it. Say? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I'm actually probably going to stick to the first one because the first one um, is really, really adorable, and the next one is it uses lighting and textures with more skill, which I've developed. But it isn't actually, I would say, as simple and stylized and clean for the end game. Mm. So I'm going to try to stick to that. I was actually, um, I cloned Kyle's Offspring Fling background as the first mm. background. Did, and now you're not in a jungle anymore. But I'm going <laughs> to use that for the hydroponics bay, just because I have it. And that's <laughs> <laughs> yes. What is your game? <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, you're this little character who starts in a jungle with a tribe. And then you walk out, and eventually you find out you're just in a hydroponics bay of a long, abandoned space station. and there's all these problems where, like, your pet is <laughs> farting a lot, and the, the <laughs> methane filters on the space station are so old and broken, you have to go get new ones, or everybody's going to suffocate. You just smoke much of that space so weed, like you're growing yeah.
2: hydroponically. Yeah, I going to say,
0: like, the reason that no one ever left the village before, because they're all too high. <laughs>
3: That's actually good.
0: That's <laughs> that. This
1: game is more serious than Electronic Superdry. I,
3: I
4: have about 70 pages of jokes, Sorry and jokes. I wrote out 140 names for penises. Uh, i would researched really for hard example. On the internet. Yeah, but what are you doing for the game? You know, the, old, hard. the old Mayday shooting <laughs> hot dog gun was my favorite. I like schlacking the galactoid. I have a whole separate list for masturbation terms. Yeah. Yes,
3: Steve.
2: <laughs> yeah,
4: Sorry. God damn. Um,
2: killing the pop-up? Sorry. Some
4: of my friends were
0: having me
3: killing <laughs>
2: <brain Black them laughs> <off. laughs> the
4: pop-up. That's, That's pretty good, I yeah. we're
0: getting Yeah. Boxing um, the one-eyed champ. <laughs> Someone suggested, uh,
4: robots robot oh. oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> No, please don't stop. These are gold. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, um, register list. all these domains as well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, the same
2: like a Econ 110. <laughs> <laughs> that
3: one's my favorite, actually. <laughs>
4: Uh, yes. So my game is going <laughs> to have even more butt jokes and dick jokes and boob jokes and also jokes! Robot stripper jokes. I wrote a whole bunch of centaur jokes that are also bros and weightlifters. That was fun. Centaur bros. So I- I'm learning this this concept of uh, write what you don't know, write what you know a little bit. So like, I am I was kind of okay at pixel art. I did some of the pixel art in Electronic Superjoy, but most of it done, was done by Cassie Chu and uh, Droken, And... I did, like, little simple stuff, like environment stuff, and then this new game I'm doing all of it because it's basically an excuse for me to spend a year doing tons and tons and tons of pixel art. And, and looking then, at centaur porn. Well, yes. Um, <laughs> that's actually a lot of the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Centaurs do it bareback. Centaurs do it standing up. Centaurs do it with their shoes on. No, so
0: I, I just want to watch the Christopher Walken sketch. No, I don't. The what? That Christopher Walken sketch? Uh, where he's interviewing a centaur? So good. I never
2: have to see it because you've recited before yeah. Yeah. it for me so many times.
4: Well then the other thing was I want to get better at writing jokes. So I've been watching stand up and to dissect it, but it's the wonderful part of my job now. I get to watch tons and tons of stand up. Yeah.
1: You can go to stand up awesome. shows and then write those off as
3: visit oh, yeah. expenses.
4: Hey <laughs> it works for me. Yeah. Yeah. have I, I contacted, uh, I contacted <laughs> some of my local stand ups and some more international stand ups who do video game stuff. I was like, hey, I want to put you in the game. Can I credit you? And then some of them were like, yeah, totally. So I've, like, pixelated monkey hmm. versions of them at Mike's in the jungle. <laughs> Did you tell them they were going out. to be
2: Mike's or monkeys?
4: Uh, they'll, they'll find out. I'm, they, they must have a <laughs> sense of humor, right? They're uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Comedians we'll are really bad at taking criticism.
4: <laughs> Paradoxically. Paradoxically. They can dish yeah. it out, but they can't take it. Well, I will definitely be very careful about, like...
3: Flinging their poop. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes, I also have a lot of monkey jokes, because he's in a jungle open coconut night.
2: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we just eat the coconut.
4: <laughs> yeah, we drink the milk from wall. it. Mm, yeah, but it's all super it's alpha, so we'll speaking. see. I know it's gonna have stupid jokes, and I know it's gonna have pixel art but all I can definitely say is You should make an like, alpha
2: as fuck joke, you know, like a really... the guy who's like an alpha, you know, like <laughs> going <laughs> and getting all the girls.
4: It should be just like the first character you meet in the alpha.
2: Yeah. Mmm. Mm. <laughs> anyway.
4: Alright.
0: Uh... I'll talk about scale just a little bit and then We should talk about Mm TowerFile. OK. Yeah, so one thing that's bothered me for a long time is that Unity first-person shooter feel. And I tried a lot of different tuning things to try and fix it. And the problem, it turns out, is that the update loop in Unity pulls the mouse from the OS at a much lower rate than it actually updates. Oh, interesting. So I was talking to Lexi from Hitbox Team, who's amazing crazy, and he, he like, found these two DLLs that are in the Unity folder, but they're not used, and so he wrote, like, a little interface that goes, uses those DLLs to just pull the actual mouse data from the OS, and so me and Will, who is working with, have been figuring out how to just get, like, super silky smooth first-person mouse controls Mm -hmm. that actually pull the, pull the proper OS, like, mouse info stream.
3: Jesus and Christ, it makes right?
0: the game feel so much better and I feel super annoyed with Unity that that's not just what it does by default. Yeah, it's, it's really strange. You got
2: an edge though over
0: Not over hitbox <laughs> team. That shit's hot. <laughs> Spire. Pre-order now. It's not actually after pre-order.
4: Now. No. Yeah, that's super sexy. Uh, I definitely want to play with that at some point. Yeah.
2: Did Will show you the thing he rigged up for the, using the numpad keys to change the access? Yes, you did.
4: I will be uh, getting that off of him as well. Yeah, Especially we really good for... Um, when I don't have a mouse plugged in because mm-hmm. I, I do a lot of coding on the go, like Droken, uh, and I well like we love it when we have to take really, really long streetcar or subway rides mm-hmm. because we it's like a work block for mm-hmm. like two hours. Yeah. And the problem with that is you can't set up your mouse. Oh. And so like Unity is great, except zooming in and out yeah. is all mouse based. Yeah. And so I'm like learning these weird hotkeys plus like using my mouse pad to scroll and it's yeah. just not good. Uh, yeah. Um, I want to I do my Unity work on a tablet. I actually bought a $1,000 tablet this week.
3: Hmm.
4: And uh, it should run the Unity editor. And we'll see if I can make games on the bus. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you
3: were talking about making a uh, touch or some uh, touch-based engine around it. Yeah.
4: Right? Last Toronto Game Jam, uh, or as Jim loves to call it, toe Jam. Um, I, I spent 48 hours making a, an Android engine. And it works. Like, there's, like, nine components. You can make little guys and put them on a the background and they fold back and forth, and it's all on a tablet. But, um, like, and this is a key thing that everybody on Twitter seems to misunderstand. It's not making games for a tablet. It's making games on a tablet, which can then go on PlayStation or whatever. Yeah, like, that's not really possible right now. Uh, no, like, with Unity, it is. You can... But the interface. I mean, that's what you're trying to solve, right? Well, so that's what I was doing. I was writing my engine from scratch, and then it was just it was a from scratch no, no, from scratch. scratch would
3: actually be a pretty good example of
4: yeah, sort of. Like I, it was, it, I used visual interfaces as much as possible because of uh, not want to uh, wanting to avoid type, and then it just saved everything in XML files. And um, but I had uh, this crazy idea when I was uh, driving to Dave Quinn's house with Kyle. Uh, because I was kind of just talking out loud about it and something would click. Yeah, we are talking about engines or whatever. Yeah, and I was like, well, what I actually want is Unity to just run on a tablet. I don't want to make an engine. I just want Unity to just work on a tablet, please. And um, so I am gonna. I bought a Windows 8 tablet that's like a Gamer Pro 1, so it has a good enough processor. And I can make games on it, and I can write custom interface components, and then it can publish to anything Unity can publish to, which wow. is, includes PlayStation. That's which cool. actually
3: seems like it is kind of similar to like the stuff we were working back at ASU.
0: Isn't? Well, because they wanted to have it run on tablets.
3: No, they, well... Because they have the those weird, like,
4: tablet for... cards.
3: Yeah, the, the logic block system.
4: Oh, I see. Mm.
0: Like, visual scripting interface.
4: Yeah. I'm yeah. just going to have components. Um, So I'm going to... You have scripts, and they do all this stuff, and then you drag them onto the things. Yeah. Right. You ever use uh.
1: What's it called? Shit. The thing where you guys used it for the casual game? Virtuals. Virtuals. You ever use Virtuals? No. Okay. Virtals. I feel like that's, like, the interface I imagine. It's, like, this thing where it's, like... And Unity has a couple of, uh... Playmaker. Asset store, yeah, Playmakers like this, where it's like you have, I guess they're components, but it's like you have like, like a code block, and then it has, like, ins and
4: outs. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like the Uni- the UDK shader thing. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The material editor yeah. or whatever, yeah. Yeah, Steve was telling me about Playmaker. Yeah, yeah it's basically that. I, it. I
2: bought it. Yeah. We're not using it for Gravity Ghost.
4: So we did our own custom stuff already, so we don't want to introduce another system on top of stuff. Sure. Uh, yeah, I sometimes... I make, I make uh, monsters and stuff, which, like, the the Pope battle in ESJ is like something like 200 uh, something components on 80 odd game objects like it's ridiculous and there's this we so got this huge piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> no that's the whole boss fight in, in events we did I did almost no coding when I coded I just used generic I tween stuff and um, and I ended up having to get this massive piece of paper and write out the events but by the end it was a massive sheet of all these little blurbs of text connected by arrows that were like squiggled out and then rerouted yeah. and it was a mess. And that I handed it. Well it did but I handed it to the programmer whose job was to take it over when I switched to marketing and he just Looked at me because I had this like <laughs> cartoon treasure map of like how the boat worked. And you just
3: gave your cheesiest grin and go please.
4: I said, I'm so very sorry. Here, <laughs> and you got I ran away. Dance and you walked
2: away.
0: <laughs> Thus, that, re- reinforcing Kyle's impression that making games in Unity is just like building a diorama for high school class.
1: Oh yeah, that's <laughs> when was, like whenever I see a Unity game, and it's like the editor view is open, and you can like see all the stuff happening from a different perspective. It's just like, just I just always imagine like a like a diorama or like a play going on, <laughs> like,
4: <laughs> like sure. behind the scenes of the game. <laughs> My game looks like that because it's all cubes. That was yeah. before all the 2D stuff. Yeah. So I just textured one side of a cube.
3: But yeah, if you thought... rotate the
4: camera, you can, like, see all the cubes <laughs> bouncing around. And... Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, that is pretty quad crazy. Quad meshes. Meshes. Yeah, because, like, that's what we used, quad meshes. Yeah. And he was like, those are too high poly. And I was like, no, I just generated Quad those. is two tries. No,
4: the, the planes are too high. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the, planes the planes are too sorry. high. Yeah. And my modeling program at the time, my modeling pipeline was kind of fucked up. So I was like, all right, I'll just use a cube. Because it probably won't render the rest of it anyway. It didn't. But... <laughs> As as my friend Markov would say (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh. Markov is rolling in his grave
1: (laughs) So, uh, Towerfall What is there to say about Towerfall that has not been said?
3: The towers have fallen Um,
1: Well, nobody knows about it
4: uh, well, this yeah. podcast will get it up to millions. Oh, yeah. Million, yeah. Million. yeah. Yeah, once our subscribers... 12,
1: yeah, to all our 335,000 subscribers. Yeah, man, once they get word about Towerfall... <laughs> Matt Thurston will be yeah. a sky fortress over San Francisco.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tower fortress, it's called.
1: No, we the call Ascension. it. it
0: named Ascension. Hey. Yeah. yeah, the Ascension. Which is a sweet name for like a battleship.
2: Yeah, I'm okay. kidding. yeah, pretty yeah. Cool. A, house ship, like a battleship in San Francisco. How much would that cost?
0: Like, I think like $25. Oh. Mm,
2: yeah,
1: I think so. Maybe oh, yeah. maybe $26.
2: Indie House Battleship. Yeah. San Francisco edition.
1: <laughs> I mean, I have a couple POGs, so you can probably. <laughs> 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 I've
2: heard they'd be worth a lot of money after the year 2000. I got some my friends told cards. me, I got some Lion King ones. Anyway. Well,
0: like Towerfall, so all that to us. But everywhere I went on our travels, I brought it to new groups of people, and it was yeah. really fun to watch. Yeah. You Johnny Appleseed
1: only Towerfall. I wanted
3: to. Yeah, plant the seed of Towerfall.
1: Hmm?
3: I said I wanted to play it with my family so badly.
1: Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't get any games going over Christmas because like I didn't like. I don't know, like, a lot of my friends don't really play games that much anymore, and none of my family is anywhere close to being, like, adept enough at a controller to even, yeah. like, enjoy Towerfall. I mean, even though Towerfall is, like, very friendly to newcomers, yeah, f- for the it's, most part, it's, like, you still need to have inherent platforming ability. And it's still ability. competitive, and not everybody's into
2: that, actually. He yeah. tried with my Chicago friends to get it going, but they're just not into competitive games. So we played Gone Home. It was New Year's <laughs>
1: yeah. It was weird. It's like the complete opposite of TowerFall.
2: Man. Yeah,
0: no, it was like it was like the complete opposite of our community here. Like, yeah, like they couldn't be less interested in playing any kind of competitive game.
2: They like cooperative weird. board games, among other things. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: and so It's
3: interesting that it's cooperative board games only. Like, yeah, not yeah. yeah. like story. They like
2: they like adventure games and just story.
0: Just very games. yeah, um, just like very non competitional stuff. Yeah, I guess.
2: these are not game developer friends. They're just.
0: You know, salary uh, okay. Randos yeah. yeah Oh, I see <laughs> yeah. But I played I played <laughs> I Towerfall I have a game
3: developer
0: I played Towerfall that? With like Ben Prunty And Anton And uh, Angelo Who's employing Michael Todd
4: Yes, Angelo Yazar Is my new and wonderful boss Who should hire me For a long time <laughs> Most prosperous leader Yeah, but anyway, Towerfall I'll be back To work soon <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: But yeah, uh, yeah I had a lot of fun oh, Playing with those guys Because they were totally into it yeah, and they totally got it immediately. I played with my parents a bit too. That was interesting.
2: It was fun. Oh, they man. were adorable. We yeah. At our engagement Aww. party.
0: <laughs> Towerfall nice. engagement party? <laughs> yeah,
2: it was there. I mean, yeah.
0: I spent a lot of it playing Towerfall. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's
2: what I signed up for. Yeah.
0: And uh, yeah, my parents were like, you got, you seem to like this and we'll give it a try. It's kind of how they've always been. Yeah, that's cool. So I, played, wait, I actually you, played a fair bit of Towerfall, like an hour and a half, I think, with my dad because he really
1: wanted to get it. Interesting. That's really awesome. That's game. pretty cool. It's pretty. Uh, I feel like it's rare to find parents who are willing to give it the yeah. college try. They're, yeah, yeah, just the, like, the chance to look ridiculous
2: in front of people—that so they're able to overcome that. That's right. Really it's awesome. never been
0: a problem for my dad.
2: That's makes
1: a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really care. <laughs>
0: Not at all. He, yeah, I played Metroid Prime with him too. That was really fun. Yeah,
1: that's, that's pretty cool. cool. I met my, my dad played a lot of games, but yeah, like my mom has never been any sort of. She doesn't like technology, she doesn't like computers, like, she's, she's never, I don't think she's ever actually played any game, any video game ever, she's never, like, held the controller in her hand, probably, so.
3: Wow. Yeah. My mom used to beat Bowser for me, so. Right. Suck on that.
1: <laughs>
3: your mom wins um,
0: right.
3: <laughs> We're having a mom contest? Yeah. <laughs> your
0: mom doesn't play video games.
3: My mom is in a video game, so. You made a that. game about your mom. Well, technicalities. Details. <laughs> Edgy,
0: yeah. <laughs> For your mom, about your mom. Yeah, anyway, it's a Tower Falls red The Phoenix metagame will rule all at the GC tournament. Yeah, I really think yeah. that Phoenix is probably oh, going to win.
1: Really? Yeah. I thought you were saying that uh, Seattle was pretty good. Uh, well, the Vancouver guys, but, I mean, Matt is really good because he made the game. Well, yeah,
3: he's allowed to be I would good.
1: say that, like, me and Matt played a bunch of games, and we were probably, like, 50-50 split. Oh, and matches, Like... Because it's like Matt can do moves that like are just feel inherent to him, where he's just like, he's the one that like tuned the platforming. So like he'll see something happening and just instantly know if he needs to make an adjustment or not and how much to adjust by. Whereas like, I feel like that's really hard to pull off a lot. And if he if you can do that consistently, then nobody's gonna touch you.
3: So essentially, what you're saying is Towerfall is training us all to be like Matt forever.
1: Uh, I guess. uh. In our reflexes.
3: (laughs) So (laughs) how are we doing
2: this competition at at GDC? Is it like... Are you guys going to do a team of four people? or strip I strip Do I, have I was to, just about to say that. <laughs> that was really not where I was going with that. <laughs> That's
0: boring, you guys. We play that every week. Can we, can we be
2: the B team? Like, not for the stripping. Yeah. Just for, like, you know, not as great a tower fall, but still wants to be in the competition. What I really want to do is Kyle's have, just like, their women's tower <laughs> <laughs> So,
1: what's up? I have, I'm, like, putting more clothes on. <laughs> um, what I really want to do... I'm here
3: with mittens. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay. So that score doesn't really look good on you. <laughs> <laughs> so what I want to do for the regional stuff, because Matt's gonna have like a standard tournament, like he did at PAX, and he's probably gonna have a tournament where he'll have people sign up. I think he's gonna have like an online sign up before GC, Um because I think he wants to do it like at the, at the IGF booth, which is gonna be like a goddamn nightmare.
5: Because
1: oh God. like, at PAX we like we had like enforcers yelling at him all the time because he was like a tournament him. and there was just like a hundred people trying to watch the tournament and mm-hmm. yet, just taking over the entire pack sense space. Mm-hmm. Um, what about
3: the way Samurai Gunn did it last year?
1: Oh, right. That was like that was like a Wild Rumpus something uh, oh. event or something. I don't even know what that was. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean. and, and if that happens, then that'd be good. But So, probably run. he'll run a tournament where the first rounds will be all like four-player games that are probably uh... 20 kill limit no auto balance and symmetrical treasure okay and then the winner of those will go to the next round and then when there's like when there's like some some amount of people left then he'll do one re- 1v1s 2 out of 3 um but then what I want to do is have like a regional team match where it's like where you get like us in Vancouver and there's people from Seattle I know Philadelphia has a crew Chicago has a crew Australia um Australia like anyone that wants to just throw down for exhibition matches just do team style where it's like it's 1v1s or it can be 2v2s I guess but I think 1v1 is way more interesting um
2: two? The yeah there's wow. teams
1: uh so what I want to do is have like you have like a team of like three to five people, probably more around three, since it'd be kind of like a long. Like, depending on how long you want the match to be, right? And it basically be, like the first two people face off. The loser is knocked out. The winner stays on, mm-hmm. and the loser er, and the, the person from the losing team steps on next. You know, so it's like, so it's kind of like how Street Fighter team battles a go. I was gonna say it's like Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like when when tournaments do like team uh, tournaments, it's like. Uh, that's how it works It's like if you win You stay on So it's mm. possible For one person From your team To kill the entire Other team Yeah Or or it's possible oh. To do Like it can come down to the, to the last people Or you know It's like So you oh. put like Your ace card last Like you usually say Like your ace Is your last player Yeah Because oh, that's the like one I need it's like Yeah it's like a, a hockey shootout Yeah 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 so like That's how I, I would Want to do it for like exhibition That's awesome.
4: especially the guy at front who's just like, I'm going to die. I'm almost certainly going to die. <laughs> I'm the guy who's in front. No yeah.
0: way, but you c- you can play the other guy who's not as good, and then yeah. you can get your team up
4: by one. Yeah, 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 yeah like totally. a strong
0: vanguard.
5: Yeah. You put like,
4: yeah, you put them on the thing. defensive. You yeah. have to respond. We used to do that in judo. We call it shark baiting. And then there'd just be two rows running each other, and you'd be first. And you'd be like, Oh God, I'm just going to go until I get the shit kicked out of me. <laughs> You're the
2: chump. We're yeah, <laughs> the, chum, the, the Blood
4: in the water. Yeah, that
0: sounds really awesome.
1: Yeah, We're so talking about
2: Towerfall metagame, not the teeth on the So yeah. So <laughs> what I
1: wanted to say was that when uh, so one of the problems with Towerfall was that the one v one game sucked because uh, firing an arrow was a supreme disadvantage. Right. Because when you fire an arrow, you're down two arrows. Um, you just gave your opponent an arrow, so now you're at two and they're at four or they're, you're at two and they're at six Right, whatever, right if, 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 if you're playing uh, or two and five or three and, wait, what? It's
4: also I'm, I, three. I, I,
1: I'm getting fucked up because like, I'm thinking of, like auto balance being on or not So it's like okay, so you both are three so one person has two the next person has four. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's it
2: It's like looking into your brain.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um so, uh, because the problem is that being defensive was a crazy good strategy. Right. So, so yeah, there's two changes recently. There's the one in 1v1 where now if you... There's a variant that says... Uh, that's, like, it's called uh, 1v1 tournament rules. And one of the rules is that it turns on bottomless treasure. So what happens is, like, in, in the... In the level, a a large treasure chest will spawn, and when it opens, it will keep spinning out treasure forever. Oh, okay. So that creates a hot spot on the map that is desirable, right? You know, so because like you don't want to let your opponent just sit on the treasure because they're going to get fully stacked and then come after you. So it's like the treasure spawns, and then both players now have a destination mm-hmm. to try to get to, uh-huh. and then and then then like the mind games begin, where it's just like you think I'm going to go up, I'm going to go down, and shoot you when you're done, trying to get the treasure, and then or I'm going to like just bolt for the treasure, grab some and get out. Um, and we were we were playtesting that in Vancouver, and it was super fun. And then uh, the other the other changes that uh, the UEA version has like the the countdown at the end of rounds, it goes like three, two, one, and everyone dies. Right. At the And so now there's like this uh, purple Kool Aid stuff that I really <laughs> forget the name of, and it's It, oh, yeah. <laughs> it comes in and, and it, eventually it crushes everyone that's on the stage still, and the you actually get suicides. yeah you get a suicide if you get killed by it. So uh, basically. Rounds like, never end with people on the defensive now. Yeah, so it's it's incredibly rare. Like cause countdowns used to happen a lot. Right. People yeah. would just be yeah. like, Well, Start if you get a up. kill, you're gonna win the match, yeah. so I'm gonna run away. Yeah. And then uh since the Kool Aid was introduced, I think I've only ever seen like two or three total mat like total rounds end with yeah, that happening. Yeah, yeah Super and rare. like out of, like, probably, like, the 500 <laughs> matches that we've played. Yeah, yeah. This I've, <laughs> <yeah. yeah. laughs>
0: I've, I've hyper-jumped into the Kool-Aid
1: a fair number of times, yeah, yeah, but that's my own fault. <laughs> um, secret move. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's my so... secret super-suicide move. <laughs> 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 They'll never suspect this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's <true>. <laughs> 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 oh,
3: twos. Uh,
1: So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really interesting to... It's really interesting. Like, I've, I feel like I've never... I, it's so weird to like love Towerfall so much and just like and it's, it's just like a game that you know it, like that Matt made you know it's kind of it's, it's right. so weird to feel so fanatic about it yeah. it's <laughs> just like I can just go talk to Matt and be like hey I had an idea for this I'm like hey can you change this and how like, can you do this like
3: yeah. I like
1: talk his ear off about Towerfall all the time and I'm just like am I annoying you by this and he's just like no it's great it's awesome like,
0: yeah like I did that <laughs> at IndyCate and he's like cool <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: he's like I can
1: see that yeah well no, that's cool yeah a <laughs> so nice man he is. Yeah, he's pretty nice.
2: He played Gravity Ghost and he liked it. nice man. <laughs> yeah, Matt,
1: like, Matt is one of my, like, long-time, like, uh, I feel like, like, I, before I actually, like, got into, like, making games seriously, I always really liked his games and stuff. Like, I, I looked at, like, Jumper and, like, Untitled Story, and I was just like, dang, this guy is so awesome at making games. <laughs> yeah, I had never heard of him before Towerfall, actually, so mm-hmm. I was just, like, shocked, like, where did he come from that he yeah. made this? I didn't realize
3: yeah. he made, like, the Starman Runs Around the World game or whatever. Yeah, he
1: made that with, uh, Tom Sennett. Tom Sennett. That yeah. sounds familiar. I haven't been on Tixorus <laughs> <on> in a long time. Alright, so we should wrap this the up so we can play some tried. Towerfall, yo. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. You know that oh, yeah. Man? Matt told me this in Vancouver. Man was, like, one of his first games and they didn't finish it for like years and years because they just like stop working on it Really? And then one day they're just like all right, let's finish this game and it's, Like <laughs> it took them like three and a half years just like to make it
3: <laughs> and It was like one day of work. Yeah so.
1: Okay, so I guess we're we're pretty much done do
3: do 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 Anyone have any show? Anyone
1: have any uh, sponsor shout outs uh, Shoutouts to Razer. Yeah, right. Totally. <laughs> Shoutouts to Razer for these awesome laptops with the indie deals. Who makes Shout these microphones?
3: Shoutouts to Renee for the Snowball. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, Snowball is by, uh, Blue says on it. Yeah. Is it Blue Snowball? That's the name of the microphone? Or is, it like...
0: I don't know. Is Blue the name of the company? Who I was the name of the company. Okay. I don't know. I have no idea. Alright,
1: um...
3: Shoutouts to Threes, which now features me and Kyle's voices. Oh, yeah. Go, go check out Threes on
1: the, ice, on the iPad store, or whatever <laughs> the what fuck it's called. The know, other millions of people who are checking out Threes. Features your yeah. yeah. voices? Yeah. Yeah. She's number 24, and I'm number, I'm number forty, uh, two forty eight. Yeah, that'd be double 24, yeah.
2: I had the opportunity to be the pirate one,
1: I think. <laughs> That's, uh. Yeah, turned
2: it down. Well, I was busy as shit. That's like one
1: isn't it? <laughs> what the Yeah, I
2: do <laughs>
3: yeah, Damn, up, I didn't realize. We, actually, like, <laughs> we ended like, up recording it, like, uh. <laughs> like yeah, it was like. It Christmas. was, yeah,
1: it was like during Christmas break. We were, like, in,
3: in bed at his parents' house, and we was just like, should we record now? And he's like. Yeah, I guess we probably should. So we're just like she
1: <laughs> just did. Yeah, it. We, we're just like laying in bed recording all the voices for threes. So it was really it was really goofy. I'm
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, glad it worked on the first take because I did not have time to try a second. Yeah. Cool. You guys are famous now. Right?
1: Oh yeah, we're totally famous. I can't wait for people to walk up to us on the street and be like, "Oh, say that thing from Threes Like you're a <laughs> guy. that immortal, <laughs> yeah. They just like stop and
2: see you. Like, wait, are you sixteen?
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Are you number
3: 48? You're a little bit kind of Judy's. Yeah. Firefly. Firefly.
1: Alright. Alright.
3: Alright. Alright.
1: Bye. See you everyone next time. <laughs>
5: next <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah. That song.